Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Great to have you here. Today's topic is called Expert Recruitment Secrets from the Experts, Paul Works. Um, as you know, Franchise Simply is committed to ensuring you're informed about all the relevant topics in franchising. And recruitment is an absolute key one. So it's one we focus on a lot. And uh, great to be with you. I'm really chuffed because um, the gentleman I've got with me today, I've, I've known for some years, I uh, respect him enormously, but his time is very, very precious. So to have actually secured him to get some, I think, really valuable information we're going to get is really tremendous. So make sure you go to pen and paper there. Of course, you can replay this, as you know. Um, and uh, for our members, just a reminder that this will be available in our members' vault on the homepage uh, fairly shortly. So, um, yeah, Mike Geddes is the man that's here today. He's, he's a delightful individual and um, one that um, his role within Paul Works is helping facilitate the sale of new franchise territories. He also does conversions and resales of existing franchises and a whole plethora of other things as well as you do in that sort of role. And uh, he's a key man in the organization. Uh, and his roles include developing marketing plans and strategies, how to generate new leads, find new franchise partners, all that sort of thing for the whole Paul Works franchise recruitment pipeline. And it's quite a pipeline, as we're going to learn. So Mike's been in the franchise industry for over 15 years. Ten of these, he was a master franchise owner for the Queensland and the Northern Territory with Paul Works, um, including mentoring, coaching, developing over 22 franchisees, um, often from single vans, stepping up into multi-unit retail franchises, etc. So he's really earned his stripes. Um, his current role is franchise development manager. He's been doing that for five years or so. And uh, along with that has given him the opportunity, I think, to consolidate his knowledge and help a lot of people uh, source themselves a really great business. And it's lovely to have you here today, Mike, to be able to share some of that with us. So uh, I'd like to just uh, stay, say hello and welcome you to us. Yeah, hi, Brian. Thank you. That's a wonderful introduction. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here today and sharing, uh, I guess, some of our wisdom and knowledge in uh, the wonderful franchise environment that we all operate within. And uh, look forward to sharing that with you today. So am I. I'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty stoked, actually. And uh, that's one of the great things. I mean, Paul Works are great sharers. They, they help and initiate other franchisors. They encourage them. They share information very unselfishly. And uh, because things they do are... You know, that value, 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 no question about it. So to give you some idea about Paul Works, um, in fact, Mike, would you like to head off and just describe the, the size of the organisation these days just so people can understand the breadth of what you do because it's quite, quite significant. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, all credit, of course, to our founder and CEO, John O'Brien, and his vision for the, the pool and spa industry in Australia, which... Uh, started way back in 1992. Um, I think you uh, first met uh, John and uh, one of their first uh, franchise owners in uh, Hornsby down in Sydney, Brian. And, uh, you know, from there, the business has continued to just grow and develop. And uh, they've, you know, now created the, uh, what we call the uh, career in franchising. We took our uh, initial franchise owners from, you know, a single van through to a multi-van through to a multi-retail store and multi-vans. And, uh, and continue to grow. Um, the, the nice thing is that uh, we're now operating in three countries, being uh, Australia and New Zealand and, and the United States. Um, we operate in 14 states across uh, both of those countries. 
um, now has 159 stores and, and uh, over 547 mobile vans operating within the business. So it's come a long way in the 25 years that uh, since John first developed that business. And, and John's still heavily involved in it today. Um, in fact, uh, is very hands-on in the operation and uh, continues to lead from the front, which is fantastic. Yeah, look, and he, he does a lot of travelling, a lot of miles, but I've seen he still has very close contact with all the individual franchisees and so on, which is one of his, I suppose, one of his, his key sort of rules, if you like, that I remember talking to him about before, that personal contact and, and so on. And uh, I did see that recently he had a conference in the US and following the model here, um, you know, celebrating and awarding franchisees of the year and so on. So that's, that's always a big thing, isn't it? Your conferences are, are, are huge, aren't they? Yeah, they're the highlight of the year, Brian, um, for all of us. And uh, it's great to see the US following in the footsteps of uh, ourselves in Australia. And they're normally a three-and-a-half-day event and um, a lot of hard work, a lot of fun, a lot of networking, a lot of learning and development and a lot of sharing. So, um, and all you know, one of the key things in there is also our Poor Works Family Welfare Fund where uh, we hold a, a, a normally a fancy dress evening and raise um, you know, upwards of $20,000 per year for our family welfare fund, which is there as support to our franchise partners and their families in, in times of need. So just something uh, a little bit human about uh, poor works in our culture that we have about looking after those that are part of our system as well, Brian, so really important. I love that. I hadn't heard of that fund before, but that's a brilliant idea. I know that you, do, you go to extreme lengths to look after people who are in, uh, in, uh, under duress for whatever reason it might be, but uh, that highlights um, a great policy you've got there. I might mention that, to give you some idea of the stats, you know, that was fantastic to hear those numbers, um, but uh, that um, they've got that 547 vans and 159 stores, but the reality is they've got 146 franchise partners. So a number of them, quite a significant number of multi-owners, whether it's in stores or vans or whatever it might be. So how do they get there? Let's learn a bit about the recruitment process. So maybe, Mike, could you share with me, what are your sort of current recruitment KPIs? Yeah, sure, Brian. Thank you. One of the other key stats that um, I think is always important in franchising and one that John has always been very focused on is the support team as well. You know, we've got 62 support staff now in, in the two countries supporting our franchise partners, so that's a really high ratio of support. Um, and that's key to, to, to the franchise recruitment side of it as well, Brian, because um, you know, we can support our, our new recruits in uh, many ways with a specialist team um, around you know, finance, HR, retail, commercial development, purchasing supply, um, field support, all those things that they need, technical support training, um, which, which is pretty important. So that's one of the key things that helps us, I think, in our recruitment process. But going to the current KPIs, Brian, um, there's four key KPIs that I think are really important in any recruitment uh, organisation within franchising. And these need to be monitored you know, daily, weekly, and monthly, quarterly, and, and for the full year and year-to-date, of course. And our four that we look at are leads, the number of leads that we have coming into the top of our pipeline, the number of meetings that we have um, with those leads, be it face-to-face or via video call today, and then the number of applications that come in in terms of the paperwork and deed of confidentiality being completed. And then, of course, the last one is the number of discovery days that uh, we have or the number of people that come on discovery days. So we measure those um, every, as I said, every week, um, every day, in fact. 
and uh, track how we're going versus our budget and versus the previous year. We then, the other key metrics that we, we check on is the conversion rate, of course, which is important in franchising. So, you know, we look at our leads to, to the grants of franchises. Um, we look at our conversion rate from the meets that we've had to the number of grants that we, uh, we sell. Um, and then we look at our conversion from our application to grants. And then we look at our conversion rate from discovery data grants. So, and the IFA, the International Franchise Association, um, put out a paper a couple of years ago and they actually had some really interesting um, stats in there around those conversion rates. And for example, the, the IFA um, average for conversion of leads to grants was 2%, just to give you an idea. Um, applications to grants was 20% and conversion rate from discovery days to granting a franchise was 63%. So that's what we base our measurement on um, and our success rate, I guess, you know, against that. And I'm, I'm really pleased to say that in Poolworks, we're always well ahead of those um, IFA conversion KPIs, which are, which are pretty important, Brian. Absolutely. You need to have a measure, a test to measure. It's changing times. When you look at um, when John was working in Poolworks in the 90s, uh, at the beginning of that time, the internet was barely used by anybody. A few, quite a few people might have used an email, but that was about it. Um, and I know he was very quickly into IT once he started to realise the value of it. So uh, yeah, your methods of recruitment have, have, have gone through loops, hoops, haven't they? It's a dramatically different game from what it was a decade or two or three or even ago. It's incredible, Brian, and, and that change is so rapid. And, and I know John often talks about um, and, and always been an advocate of the franchise expos, and um, you know that's where he went uh, way back in the, the early 90s and sat there and, and was looking at what uh, opportunities were available. And um, you know that was probably the main area that we had to you know to get leads back in those days. Um, and as the brand's young, it's hard as well when you've got a young brand. You know you're not seeing the, the, the brand out there as much, so you've got to work a lot harder in those early days to establish awareness of that brand and of course as you get bigger and as we are today with over 100 franchises and 120 stores and um, your brand really gets a presence and so people see that and then of course use the internet and social media and everything else to uh, to tap into you know what you're all about and learn a little bit about you and make that call to you. That's absolutely true that's a great sort of philosophy to share that now um, we're talking about that while we're on that um, I suppose I'd be interested to know what you use today. Initially, it was Expos, but what you do yeah. now to generate leads into the top of your pipeline, and I suppose of them, because there's so many, uh, what are the ones that you think work best for you? Yeah, Brian, look, it, and it's changing so fast. Um, we are so lucky within our team to have you know a great marketing team and some really clever um, people within that team that, that assist us in that, and that's critical. You know, I think we, we always say it's important to surround yourself with uh, great people and that have the skills in the areas that you require them to. So that's the first thing I would, would say is, is make sure you've got some really smart, you know, young ones that are just out of university um, with experience in, in digital uh, websites, social media and those type of um, processes and systems to help you get the leads. But you know, look, most importantly is, is for us, our biggest uh, driver is our actual website. So if you have a look at our CoolWorks website, um, you'll notice that we're, we're very prominent on the, on the top menu bar with, you know, franchise development and, you know, looking for franchises. 
And we've just relaunched that site in the last six months and, and it's amazing the, the amount of leads that that's generated. And, you know, the information you can gain from people, you know, coming to your website and looking at and downloading your brochure to getting contact phone numbers, emails and their names so that you can then follow up. So our first one is, is have a really smart website and make it work for you. Um, and then social media, you know, Facebook has, has really worked well for us and continues to work well as a, as, a, as a lead generation at the moment. LinkedIn as well in certain applications. And then the digital side of things, you know, having your, your, your resales or your new franchises out on as many sites as you possibly can. So if people are Googling to buy a business, um, they're seeing your, your brand come up in front of them. And then, of course, you know, tapping into some e-blasts. So doing um, emails out to databases of, of uh, you know, companies that have got large databases like 40,000 emails that can be sent out straight away. And that gives you a real spike in your leads. And of course, um, you know, we, we also now have what we call a digital marketing platform where all our franchise partners are doing regular communication to their clients and their business. And so we tap into the bottom of that as well. You know, interested in buying a franchise, click here. And it takes you straight through to our website and the, the franchise development site. So that, again, opens doors. And, and we've got a really interesting stat in works that um, over 95% of people that come and purchase our franchise and are granted a franchise uh, by PoolWorks um, own a swimming pool. So that's a massive opportunity for us um, to be able to target those, you know, those people because they're already clients of our business. The other thing is you know, we, we've got our own internal uh, software package called PoolPoint. And so we can actually see where every single swimming pool is in Australia because from Google we can actually see the pools in their backyard. So... And, and that drops down into a spreadsheet that provides us the address of, you know, the street number and name and, and postcode. So, again, we can go direct to pool owners if we, if we needed to do that as well. We certainly, our franchise owners market direct their businesses as well. So, um, and then, of course, you know, the last but least, you know, the franchise expos. So, um, those expos for us, you know, have always been a strong lead generation and still are today. Um they're reasonably costly, but you know that people are going to those franchise expos are there. They're, they're serious. Um, they're, you know, they're taking their time to get into the convention centre and walk through with their family and, and just see what's available. So they're critical to your success as well. And, and one of the things that we've always, you know, achieved with those franchise expos is one, you know, it builds your brand. Um, but it's a great way of, of meeting those people coming for a look through. But we also support the industry by being there as well. As you have gone very successfully over the years, you know, I've seen you speak a lot at those um, those expos where we, and John has done the same, you know, where he'll talk about, you know, finding the right franchise and what to look for and the, and the key things that you want to understand before you buy a franchise. And, and you've talked about, you know, the best franchise systems around and how to identify those. And so we always do that. And we always have franchise partners on the panel that talk about the day in the life of a franchise owner as well. So it's important that, you know, you share back in those events too, Brian. Um, the other thing that I would probably mention here in filling your pipeline is, is engaging a specialist, you know, advertising agency to assist you. Um, you know, because the market trends and the, the micro detail that you can generate today um, from all sectors of, um, you know, the, the digital media um, are really important and, and you want to be spending your money in the right areas and, and right down to a very micro level 
and targeting specific areas so that, um, you know, you, where you've got franchises for sale, there's no point in advertising where you haven't, for example, and getting right down into those suburbs to where you can sell. So that's pretty important to us as well. Um, we use, I guess, apart from our website and social media, which we, we run ourselves, um, you know, we get involved with inside franchising with Optimedia. They do a great job with both print and digital, and we find that really great um, in terms of generating, because if someone's looking for franchising, they tend to go to those broader um, publications or websites to have a look where they can, you know, see many different franchises available. We work with Seek Commercial. Uh, we do a lot of Google AdWords, so we can retarget, and, and someone looks at Poolworks, we can keep retargeting them, so every time they're somewhere else, Poolworks comes up beside them. Um, obviously, the brokers network is out there as well. Not as much today, but there's a you know there's an opportunity there with brokers, and um, using you know um, internet companies that spread you you know your your opportunities and sales across a number of various means of uh, you know business for sale websites and things like that really work for us, Brian. So you pretty much got the area covered, haven't you? <laughs> the one thing you didn't mention, um, and I wonder because it's where you used to rely upon, of course. Um, is the newspapers. Do you advertise in newspapers at all these days? <laughs> what are no, they? No, <laughs> no, what are they? Um, you know, we, we, we find um, though print media today is quite expensive. Hello, it's yeah. coming down dramatically because less and less people, unfortunately, are reading print media. Um, you know, they have access to Google and uh, away they go and they Google from there. So that's where, where it happens. So we, we might use print media in a regional location where we've got a resale of a business, um, we'll do that. We've, we've dabbled in some radio in a regional location to see what happens there. Um, but to be honest, it's generally quite expensive and, and you, you don't get real value for your money in, in my mind. No, no, fair enough. That's uh, gone the way of many things. All right. Um, so I, I noticed you mentioned brokers there towards the end of your list. Um, as a matter of interest, I mean, you keep a handle on the inquiries from early on. So do you leave, if you don't, um, please, you can, you can pass on it if it's not appropriate for you to answer the question. But do you, how, how involved do you get the brokers? Do they actually take people through the processes right through to saying, here's a franchisee wants to sign the documents? Or, or where do you pick up the, the, uh, the inquiry from? I think one of the things, Brian, and that's a great question, and I know some franchises do allow the broker to do it all. Um, we're poorworks like to control the process. Um, that's really important. And so we just generally engage a broker to, uh, you know, tap into their database or people that might be looking for businesses that have never thought about franchising or thought about poorworks. Um, and they then pass that lead on to us and we then incorporate them through our normal recruitment steps that we'll talk about shortly so that we continue to control that process and get to know the you know the potential buyer early in the process rather than later in the process Brian. right now I understand that it makes total sense uh, particularly these days where you, you got little you got limited control of how other people behave and and the digital sure. side so you need to get human contact quickly is, is my always my thought but maybe this is where I it segues nicely to say what are your standard recruitment steps once you do have a lead, whether it's from a broker or from your website or the expo? What's the process? How much are you happy to disclose of that little secret to us? Yeah, look, it, it's, it's all on our website, so anybody can uh, look on our franchise development website and see that. But, um, you know, our process, again, it's about 
you know, fast response. So, you know, we've got a, one of our key KPIs is that we respond to all leads within 12 hours with a phone call. And um, we, we're proud of that. And generally, you know, that's when you find that people, if they've, if they've made contact with your website or downloaded your brochure and left their phone and number, um, if you get to them while it's still fresh in their mind, you, you've got a much higher success rate, of course. And so that, that's what we do. We pick up the phone, we give them a call. Um, we, we find out a lot about them. You know, that first call about, and we call it emotion. You know, it's nice to have um, their emotion, they're excited. They want to learn more about your brand. So we, we speak a lot about them and find out a lot about them as well. And then from that point, we say to them, well, look, you know, how about we uh, meet together face-to-face if we can, or if we can't, we'll do it by video conference so we can see one another. And we have about an hour and a half presentation with them where we share um, our PoolWorks introduction presentation, which takes them through um, all about PoolWorks, I guess, you know, the accolades that we've won, the number of franchise partners and stores and bands and our stats. And then um, we, we go live and we have it and we share some of, you know, the marketing and some of the PR that we have. Um, and then we go live and we show them our mapping um, and, and the number of pools that are in the territory they're looking at. And, and that gets them quite excited. Um, from there, once we've done that, we, we send them the formal paperwork, which is the confidentiality and some, a couple of other forms that we, we get to have a look at, particularly around their financial ability to be able to purchase or be granted the franchise. Um, from there, once we've reviewed that, we bring them on our discovery day, and I'll talk a little bit more about discovery days at the end, because it's quite an important part of the process, um, where we'll bring them to Brisbane, and, uh, and I'll take you through the program there. Then we, uh, while they're here, on that discovery day, we take them through the uh, franchise disclosure document and give them a hard copy of that and, and uh, step them through that so they know what they've got there to take away and read. Then we get into the official approval process. Um, you know, they'll, they'll generally pay a deposit at that point, which is fully refundable for a period of time while they do the rest of their due diligence. Then it gets offset against the price of the franchise and away we go and we start onboarding them. So, we, you know, we get a franchise agreement drafted for them to take to their legal team and review that. And then uh, once they're ready, we uh, we bring them to our next pool school training. We start some online training with them initially, which is a Cert 3 in swimming pool and spa maintenance. And then into pool school for three weeks. It's in-house at our global training centre in Brisbane. And then uh, once they've finished that, uh, they head back out into their business and we have a Forming Good Habits program for another 12 months where we support them in all aspects of their business to make sure they're following the system and it's working and it's um, and it's growing for them and they're they're on the road to success, Brian. Wow, that's that's a huge uh, investment and uh, and of course it's testament to the fact that you've got so many people that have been with you for so long. So uh, I guess this is something that's evolved over over time. I mean, it's a very comprehensive process and it's an expensive process, um, no yes. doubt about that. Um, it, is, but, uh, it, it, it is, Brian, and, um, you know, but, but you, you only get one opportunity to, to onboard them the right way. And, you know, uh, it's changing rapidly, too. As our environment goes from selling new franchises to now selling, you know, resales because, you know, people have been in our system for 10 years plus and, and even longer and have built great businesses and, and are looking to retire. Um, you know, we're selling resales now, which are a much more complicated uh, sale or, or a takeover for someone coming in. So, you know, we, we need to get more involved around competencies of the people and understanding their strengths and weaknesses and where we can help them and make sure they, they're going to fit in with a, with a resale situation. So, yes, we're, you know, we're reviewing our learning and development all the time to make sure that we're 
you know, covering those aspects. So do you cover all resales or your franchisees permitted to go and get a broker to sell their business for them? Do you have any criteria around that? Yeah, look, the, the, we, we like, uh, again, you know, we, we have to approve any new franchise uh, partners coming into the, into the business, be it a resale. Um, so generally, you know, we find that we're probably much more successful at helping our franchise partners sell their, their businesses. We understand it and, and uh, we, we, we know the system. They can use a broker as well, and, and some do. And again, the broker finds that person and, and gets it to a point where there's a contract on the business, then we become involved and bring them through our full recruitment process, you know, an approval process, I guess. You know, they need to make sure that we're the right fit for them and, and we need to make sure they're the right fit for us too, Brian. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Well, of course, it's fairly expensive for them to retain a broker. I mean, a number of these businesses will be quite valuable. Um, do you, again, do you, do you charge a, an appropriate fee? Um, or maybe you've just got to be expected to sort of an assignment fee which covers all those costs. How do you handle that? Yeah, so we have, we have um, yeah, because we've got myself and Aroha Lee and our franchise development team at Poolworks, and we split the states um, so that we, you know, we look after a couple of, two or three states each. And um, from there, you know, we're in a great position to help them, you know, find buyers for their business. And it does save them a lot of money, you know, because a broker does charge a fee. Um, we, we don't charge, you know, as such a, a, a fee to sell that business. That's part of what we do and what we provide. And we do we do charge the, the incoming buyer a transfer fee, which covers all the training and the legal costs of business sale agreements, new franchise agreements and non-transferable assets. But, you know, that's all spent on those things um, that they benefit from when they come into the business buying. But uh, So I think that's why most of our franchise partners tend to use us to sell a business for them because it does save them you know, money at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'm sure from your point of view, you've got control, which you know, anyone in your role would like. So um, a, a little bit of a prickly point. I mean, this, this particular podcast, this recording, this franchise radio show will be available <coughs> to, excuse me, for some years into the future. Um, here we are talking in 2019 and we've been through the last 12 or 18 months through a fairly turbulent time in franchising with issues with some of the major franchise groups with things I won't go to in, in detail because I think that eventually that's going to be addressed by maybe even courts of law. But there is a franchise inquiry that's been held and that's going to be their results to be handed down shortly. Um, that's had an impact. Of course, the banking inquiry as well had a big impact because of borrowings and so forth to fund business purchases and, and people funding mortgages out their houses to buy a business um, and so on. What sort of impact have you seen this have on you? Have you got any observations you'd like to make on that? And again, if you can pass on that, if you say, well, that's a little bit, you know, close to the bone, <laughs> I acknowledge yeah, that, I but just interested to hear your comments. Yeah, thanks, Brian. It's a really interesting one. And, and look, the whole franchise industry it has been tough for the last 12 months. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, negative press, unfortunately, by you know, by all all, all sides of the media, um, based on a couple of franchise systems that uh, perhaps you know weren't uh, doing the right thing, which is unfortunate. Whereas you know, there's, there's many other franchise systems that have always done the right thing and, and created great brands and happy franchise partners. And you know, we like to think that Forward is certainly one of those. 
So, but it's had an impact because, you know, people get tarred with the same brush that says, okay, you're a franchise and this is what we've seen about franchising. So I think for all of us, it's really important that we remain upbeat and positive and that's what we've continued to do. And we've continued to look for better ways and smarter ways that, um, you know, we can generate particularly franchise recruitment leads. And, and interesting some stats for us, you know, our leads month on month are up over 50% on, on last year. Um, wow. through, you know, just doing things smarter, Brian. And, and that means we're working a lot harder because of that as well. You know, you, I think in sales you always have that philosophy for the 20 leads you'll get one sale. Um, well, today, you know, we're probably, you, you double that. So you're working a lot harder to, because people are just dipping their toe in the water and having a look because you're, you're spreading, you know, your, your recruitment um, process a lot further out to people that, are just starting to look or maybe not even looking, but have just downloaded your brochure and those type of things, um, which is all great because somewhere down the track, you know, they may come back to you and, and talk to you along the way. But so we, we've certainly been working a lot harder um, and, you know, that, that can be quite taxing on everybody. But, um, you know, you, you, you just keep that uh, positive persona going and uh, you, you know that eventually it's going to turn around. And I think, you know, we're starting to see some signs of that and, uh, a bit of wind come back in the sails, as I would say, mm-hmm. in a boaty. And, um, you know, that's that's a good positive thing for us. But, you know, from a banking point of view, um, you know, we're accredited still with, you know, two of the uh, the mainstream uh, big four banks, which is great. Um, you know, they're still lending to people, you know, wanting to borrow our franchise based on our accreditation. You know, I think in, in things like um, um, Fran Data, for example, really important to be a part of that at the moment um, as well. That shows you, you, you know, your, your finance ready, um, and that they've been and they've they've done the performance scores on your business and on your franchise system and your franchise partners, and it shows that you know they, they, they're good systems and uh, they're profitable and, and they're a good investment. And, and if you've done all that, then you know you're still going to be um, you know getting uh, finance coming through. What we are seeing from the banks is that they're wanting a lot more information. They're certainly wanting to, you know, serviceability alone is, is, is really important in the banks today. And they want to know what your cost of living is and how many children you've got and what schools they go to and, you know, what's their education costs and all those type of things. They're breaking personal budgets right down before they'll look at even loaning, you know, to, towards purchasing a, a business. So we're seeing a lot more due diligence happening in that arena, which, you know, is taking time and, and probably slowing up the process a little bit, Brian, um, more than anything. Thanks for never known for their speed, were they? No. <laughs> and, no. Uh, and I expect most of you probably had a house settlement somewhere in your life. And uh, if you didn't get delayed settlements because of the bank, had their documents in Adelaide or somewhere, then you were fairly lucky, believe me. So you made reference there, and I think it's worth bringing to people's attention, Fran Data. Um, uh, if you're not familiar with Frandata, and if you're not if you're not um, in, uh, accredited with them, I suggest anyone listening goes. We do have a radio show interview um, on Frandata. It's worth looking at that. We'll go into their website because it's a very valuable resource that I th- personally think is going to become more and more valuable, and people are going to actually check it out as part of their due diligence process on your organisation. So I just mentioned that in, in passing. 
Um, so uh, I was going to talk a bit more about the Expos. I think we've covered everything on Expos, haven't we? Do you have anything to add on, on, on Expos at this point? You did go into the fairly deep. No, no I think we're, we're, we're covered on them. They're an important part of the industry and uh, one that we're always proud to be involved with. And uh, it certainly does give us a spike in leads from each of those. And, of course, the first one's coming up in Sydney on the 23rd and 24th of March. So if you do happen to be listening from Sydney, it'd be nice to, uh, for you to pop along and say hello to, to, to us down there. Yeah, look, great, great stand, very social people. There's always a big smile, and uh, they're a bit of a bit of a magnet. I think they tend to attract people there, so it's worth looking at how they operate, what they do, because uh, no matter what sort of business you are, um, expos are a great source of just seeing how the professionals do it. And uh, uh, no better people to look at than uh, than Paul works. So. Um, you mentioned about your discovery days. I mean, you invest a lot in that, and your training, uh, you know, three weeks um, is, is significant. I know I'm fortunate to have been to your training facility there in Brisbane. I mean, it's really admirable. It's quite quite something um, from that point of view. I don't know if anyone else does anything like it, to be honest. But perhaps could you just describe how you run the discovery day? You mentioned about the fact, you know, you give them a briefing and blah, blah, blah. They get some some disclosure documents and you run through aspects of that. But could you could you just expand a bit on that as much as you're comfortable to do so? Yeah, definitely. So this is, again, about the emotion that um, of people buying or looking to buy a franchise. And, and, and the key part of this is for the perspective franchise buyer to, um, you know, be able to come and have a really close look at our business, get a really good understanding of the support that they can expect as a franchise owner, and to, to meet our senior leadership team and, and the people who head up our business. And, in fact, our founder and CEO, John O'Brien, is still heavily involved today and, and our, our chief operating officer, Andrew Kidd, here in Australia. And so it, it, we keep it very personal. So to the point that they're sent in an agenda well in advance of uh, their trip here and, and we, we organise their flights and accommodation, I personally picked them up at the airport, myself and Aroha, when they arrived off the plane. And, uh, you know, we, if we, we'll take them and have a look around some of our stores and meet some franchise owners if they're here, um, you know, early in the day prior. And then that evening, normally on a Monday evening, we have a, a, a boardroom dinner where we sit around the, the boardroom table and they can ask the head of our business, be it John or Andrew, any questions they want about Poolworks or the industry or franchising. Um, and that's a nice, really nice way to, you know, have a nice dinner and, and answer all those questions. And, and the aim for us is at the end of these discovery days, we want no question unanswered, you know, so we're very transparent. The next day we kick off quite early in the morning around 7.30 with a breakfast with a franchise partner and uh, he talks about the day in the life of a poor franchise owner. We then have the marketing team take them through how our marketing works from, you know, national marketing to regional to local marketing. Field operations team come and talk through, you know, what that they can expect from support in the field and on the ground and, and KPIs and business planning. Our learning and development team come and take them through the training um, and show them Odyssey, which is our, our training program, which, you know, continues all year round and just keeps going. Um, we take them for a tour, of course, through the magnificent training centre that we have, um, through the classroom and then out the back where all our practical experiences and swimming pools and then through the office to meet, you know, the 49 support staff that we have up there and that are there to help them. We invite one of our banks along as well. So the banks are normally there for part of the day and, and get to meet these people, and it just creates that network with the bank again to be able to pick up the phone and call them when they're, they're at that point of ready to wanting to purchase. 
We, of course, hand out the franchise disclosure document, as I said. And then our commercial development team speak to them about the commercial business development and the six business streams that we, you know, we drive to support our franchise owners. And then last but not least, we actually have the, the potential franchise uh, partner do a presentation to our senior leadership team. So, again, we, we will have five or six of our senior leadership team sitting around the boardroom table listening to, you know, our prospective uh, buyers talking about what they're all about and what their vision and goal is and why they, you know, should be granted a franchise with Full Works. Wow. And that, you know, has a question and answer after it as well. And then from there, you know, we, uh, we run them back to the airport um, and uh, put them on the plane. And, you know, it's very personal. And, you know, they often uh, send us cards and thank yous. And, in fact, John O'Brien always sends them a little welcome note and then always sends them a nice email afterwards just thanking them for their time. So you can see how personal we get about it to make it a really highlight of their recruitment you know, process with us. Brilliant. Very impressive. So I think you deserve the success you've got. And uh, I know that at the moment, I think you've, you've got a total of three, I saw a figure, 358 franchises you've got granted? Yes, that's right, Brian. Yeah, we've got uh, 358 granted. In fact, in, in Australia, we have 340 territories available and we've granted 283 of those already. So still some opportunities, which is great um, to, to bring in new franchise partners into our business. So, yeah. Mm. So I can see why John's focused overseas quite a bit these days because, uh, you know, here you've got, as you say, a lot of resales, naturally. It's just evolution, time and so yes. forth. And uh, and there's not a lot of territories left. That's the reality, isn't it? Which is fantastic. You know, that's all uh, all merit to you guys and what a job you've done. Yeah, thanks, Brian. It's, uh, it's a wonderful industry and a wonderful brand. And, uh, you know, my 15 years in it have been outstanding. And, uh, you know, I've got passion that I enjoy um, and that's why I love selling our franchises because, you know, it's a great system and it works well. And uh, it's certainly one of the leading brands out there, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, and that's why I've been delighted to, to speak to you today. Thanks very much, Mike, for your time. We're, we're indebted to you giving you so much because <laughs> you are busy. You've got a lot to do running through all these inquiries you get and, uh, and so forth. So I'm sure everyone will join me and say, really been privileged having you along, getting to know um, more about, Paul works and hearing some of your words of wisdom, I think, from what you've learned along the way. So um, um, if people want to learn more about Paul Works, they go to their website. What's the website details there, Mike? Yeah, so it's um, www.paulworks.com.au and uh, forward okay. slash franchising forward slash will take you straight to our franchising uh, part of our website. Lovely. All right. Well, there's an opportunity if anyone wants to have a look at that and so on. So, uh, and uh, if you're out in the market for you or your family looking for a franchise, then certainly complete the information there and get in touch with Mike. I'm sure he'd be delighted to uh, to speak to you. So, um, always interested to hear your feedback, everyone. So, any comments you've got, please share them with us. That'd be be brilliant. Um, if you've got any queries or you have any problem getting in contact with Mike or anything like that, you can always call me. Um, you've got my contact details, um, and they're always on the emails, one three hundred nine sixty one three six. So um, uh, that should give you that information. Um, and in closing, um, Mike, was there anything you wanted to add? And you said, oh, I should have said this, or I should have said that. Any, anything to wrap up? I think just one thing that I was going to mention is, is when, you, when you're looking at your franchises that you've got available, you need to identify who 
is your target audience to buy the different franchises you have. So we have a set of avatars um, that are around the different, you know, sales that we have available from, you know, the, the new greenfield man in a van through to, you know, resale of a, a medium business to resale of a large business and maybe even the conversion of an independent pool store. So we have a set of avatars and, and you know, we, we make sure that we target the marketing to, to those type of sales that we have because you know you're lining yourself with the people that are going to buy them. And a good example, I'll share with you just one, um, you know, a business builder, we call it, which is from Van to Retail. And, and it's generally someone aged 28 to 45 years old that might be a husband and wife team and the wife works part-time, kids under 10, for example. They come from a tradie or farming or construction or mining services background, and they want to start at the bases and grow from there. So that's our man in a van target that we, you know, we focus on and we, we spend our marketing around chasing that avatar, for example, and we do the same for the others, Brian. So I just wanted to mention that because it's quite unique. Yeah, look, and it's a very special and valid point. You don't want to waste your time with the wrong people. And, you know, it's, uh, I think in fairness to the people that inquire, you want to make sure they're going to be it's the right sort of thing for them without going un unduly and wasting their time and yours. So fantastic. Thank you, Mike, Mike Geddes. It's really tremendous. Uh, so it's Brian Keane here from Franchise Simply signing off. Looking forward to being with you when we interview our next guest on our forthcoming Franchise Radio Show.